0: Our scripture today for the message comes from Exodus, chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. And I'm not sure my words is going to be the same that, that Jeremy has up there. But so before we start, would you pray with me? So Lord, I ask you to speak to us today through your word. I ask you to clear everyone's mind to focus on your word. Put aside the things that are worrying us today, the things that distract us from your word. I ask you to help the Holy Spirit speak to people today through me. thank you, best in Jesus' name. Amen. Now Moses was pastoring in the back of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. we do not. Uh-huh. To to and he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to hell, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight, while the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called him to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said, Also, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have given heed to their cry because of their task makers. For I am aware of their suffering, so I have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from Egypt land to a good spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hebites and the Jebusites. And now behold, the cry of the Son of Israel has come to me. Furthermore, I've seen the oppression with which Egypt, the Egyptians, are oppressing them. Therefore, come now, and I will send you to Pharaoh so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to the Pharaoh, and that I should bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with you, and it shall be a sign to you that it is I who have sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt. You shall worship God of this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Behold, I am going to the sons of Israel, and shall I say to them that God of your fathers has sent me.'" Now they may say to me, What is his name, and what shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am, has sent me to you. And God furthermore, furthermore said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, The Lord of God your fathers, and the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial name to all generations. So Moses in the burning bush. And so the question today, my call of my message is finding God. And so my question to you today is where do you find God? So it's back on you as well as thinking about where do you find God? And so one of the things that uh, inspired this uh Message that I have has to actually did have to do with a country music song. And I know a lot of the country music fans have heard of Larry Fleet. Anybody heard of Larry Fleet? No? Yeah. yeah, so Larry Fleet sings a song about where I find God. And so it's interesting some of the lyrics, and if you, if you listen to that song, he talks about me. That he experiences God. And I debated about whether or not having Jeremy play that country music song here, like but I was against doing that. But some of the lyrics is he says, The night I hit rock bottom, sitting on an old bar stool, he made me pay my tab and put me in a cab, but he didn't have to. But he could see I was hurting. Oh, I wish I'd gotten his name because I didn't feel worth saving, but he saved me just the same. So then he goes on talking about the different areas where he finds god and he talked about fishing today out on the water when the fish just wouldn't bite i pull, put my pole down and i floated around and was just glad for the quiet and so then the refrain of that is he talks about all the different places that he finds god and he says from the bar stool to that avenue while he's fishing sunday morning in a church pew in a deer stand or a hayfield, or on an interstate to Nashville with windows rolled down. Sometimes, whether I'm looking for him or not, that's where I find God. So that's the question again to you today is, where is it that you find God? And how can we communicate with God where God speaks to us? Obviously, in that scripture today, Moses was spoken to directly by God. So the burning bush, one one of these, the the scriptures there uh, talks about is he saw the burning bush and he turned aside to look. And that's the same thing that in our lives every day we have a burning bush that's in front of us and we either choose to ignore it or we investigate further. Obviously uh, Moses couldn't pass up on something so unusual that he saw there, but he made a choice to turn aside to see what that burning bush is. And so the same thing is true when some, when God is speaking to us in some way, we make a choice as to whether or not to hear that and take action on what it is that God is actually trying to tell us. And so one of the other things that in that scripture that is, it talks about that a lot of times we have in our minds that we're not going to be spoken to by God unless we're in church service or we're in some holy place. And Moses was out doing a regular routine on a regular day, tending his flock when God appeared to him. And So that's the other message from that is, is that God can speak to us at any time, anywhere, where we're we, we at. And we choose, like Moses, God didn't demand him to come to bush. Moses chose to go to the bush. So when God speaks to us, we can either act on it or just let it go out. Go go through one and out the other. So how does God speak to us? The first thing is that we neglect very often is His Word. So think about during the past week, how much time did we or you spend in His Word because this is His Word how He speaks to us. And so, unless we spend time in His Word, reading His Word, thinking about His Word, He's not going to speak to us. We have to develop a relationship with God in a way that we study His Word, and we identify with His Word, and we apply it to our lives. So we have to have that relationship. So I ask you again to think about over the past week, how much time did you spend in His Word? How much time did you ask God to speak to Word. Another place that God speaks to us speaks to us is through other people. So, obviously today, Brother Matt wouldn't have asked me to come and do this. God wouldn't have put on my mind to talk about Exodus there because He uses me as a conduit, basically, to speak to somebody. Maybe it might just one person in this room that may. Contemplate something different as a result of realizing how God speaks to us. Many of you, and I've told my Sunday school class before, you remember the famous Paul Cox, who was a member of our church for many years. God spoke to me every time by spending time with Paul Cox, bringing him back and forth to the nursing home. God spoke to me through him on many different occasions problem was, I had not to feel sorry for myself in listening to what it was he was trying to tell me through that guy. So, who in your life, you, you encounter that, you realize that God was speaking to you through their actions or their words. And he does that quite often, but we can choose to ignore it. So, and I feel guilty about this is I feel like God speaks to me a lot of times through my grandchildren. And I feel guilty because the love that I feel for my grandchildren is so much different than the love that I felt for my own children. And it makes me feel guilty that... Uh, <laughs> so, those of you that don't have grandchildren you don't understand someday that... Sacrifice and the love of God for Jesus Christ, and the love that God feels for us is magnified more than ever of the love we feel for our own children, for our grandchildren. So He speaks to us through those type of things, and so. Some of us were not impacted at all, and some of us were really devastated as a result of that tornado. So, what was it that God was trying to tell you as an individual about the results of the tornado? And a lot of you have done some examining yourself when that impacted you, and you had feelings that you didn't realize that you had as a result of that event. And many people have reacted differently to that event. We as a church have had many different feelings about this building and the hurt that we feel when we see that building that we once worshiped in in the state that it's in. So, what is God trying to tell us as a church? What is the point that he's trying to make to us when that church gets rebuilt? Or What is it? And we've got to look for it. We've got to try to understand what it is. Again, talk about you have to have a relationship first with God and His Word before you can ever communicate to Him. So I believe God uh, places in our path certain messages, instructions, or encouragement to do His will. But do we miss the message that He's trying to give us? Does He we miss the message? so that's the other thing we don't do. We must treat each sermon that Brother Matt preaches, each lesson that we participate in, each Bible study that we participate in, we've got to treat that as if we've got to look for what is God trying to tell me in this. And we neglect that a lot of time to think about the importance of that. What is He trying to tell me? We are all different and God has a specific purpose each of us. And he does not lead everyone through the same experience at the same time. What means something to you doesn't necessarily mean something to me when we read a certain Bible verse. We all interpret it differently, but we have to be looking for that. So the question again is, like Larry Fleet, where do you find God? Are there burning bushes out there right now that you're failing to turn to in your everyday activities, just a normal day, a burning bush is going to be there and you can either choose to act on it or you can choose to ignore that.